When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. Dear story listeners and lovers, this year, the podcast has grown. In January 2018, we had 110 listens per week which was hopeful, but quite small. My focus this year was to find more listeners who loved fairy tales as much as I do. And boy, did you start coming out of the woodwork. The last episode came in at 1,042 listens per week, and we are close to 2,000 listeners from all over the world. At the beginning of the year, Denver, Colorado had the most listeners per episode. Then around September, Portland, Oregon rose to take that top spot and might have held it for the rest of the year. But as December dawned, Beijing, China made its debut and held that top spot. There are listeners from all over the world, with some of the top 10 cities being Wellington, New Zealand, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Chicago, Illinois, and Minneapolis, Minnesota. I appreciate each one of your ears, and your listening helps me create this week after week. This year saw the month of Story A Day May, where I produced an episode every weekday, and that was an adventure in podcasting. Some weeks I felt so prepared, and some weeks I would finish editing and publish it as soon as it was completed. But each week that passed, I fell in love with more stories and storytellers and saw that you were too. So right after May, I started to do weekly episodes, and so many more listeners found the podcast. But more episodes meant searching for more stories, which meant looking for more storytellers and a bit more work. And I realized I needed a guest host, which is when you were treated to the delightful and soothing vocals of storytelling guest host Simon Brooks. Simon was one of the first storytellers to send in his CDs when I started this little podcast in 2016. This year, his generosity and patience showed as I hesitantly handed the podcast outline over for the first time to someone else. But I was delighted as he made it his own and took us all on adventures through the woods with his dog, Mo, and brought to life the fairy tale sponsors and introduced the storytellers with aplomb. So you can bet your boots that Simon and Mo will be returning next year as guest hosts, giving me time to continue to reach out to storytellers around the world and find the most delicious stories for your ears. Speaking of stories, the first teller for this episode is Isabel Hauser, a gifted storyteller, harpist, and believer in fairies who hails from the magical land of Switzerland. As we near the solstice of the year, she brings a story from the Celtic traditions in A Midwinter Story. It is winter. The Kaliak, the crone goddess, has spread her cloak of ice and snow over the land, sending animals and nature, and sometimes men, into a deep slumber. 
In just a few days, we celebrate midwinter, the shortest day and the longest night of the year, the night in which our ancestors believed the light died. But every end, every death, is also a new beginning, and so our ancestors also believed that in the dead of the midwinter night, the light was born anew, gaining strength with each day, carrying us into a new season of spring. In old Ireland, this midwinter night was celebrated with a tradition. In every hearth, in every village in Ireland, the fire was doused as a symbol of the light that died. And then, the king himself rode from village to village as a representative of the god of the sun, flaming torch in his hand and a dark entourage trailing behind him. With that torch, he lit a pile of wood that was stacked up in the center of each village as a symbol of the light that was born again. And from those flames, every fire in every hearth was lit once again. And how serious that tradition was showed the punishment that awaited those who did not follow it. Whoever failed to douse their fire paid with their lives. One cold midwinter night, when just a few specks of snowflakes were floating from a moonless sky, the king came riding into one of those villages, a flaming torch in hand, a dark entourage trailing behind him. The villagers were already awaiting him, gathered around the high pile of wood shivering in the icy cold of the night. The king reined in his horse, his gaze swept over his subject, and then was caught by a warm glow that emanated from the window of one of the cottages. Someone has failed to douse their fire, someone has broken with the tradition, exclaimed the king. He dismounted the horse, went across to the cottage with large strides, entourage and villagers close behind him. He flung open that cottage door with a bang, startling an old man, who had obviously dozed off in front of the fire. And the king's heart sank. He knew that man. He had known him since he was a child. That man was the storyteller the man who had taken him to long ago and far away with his stories when he was a little child, the man who had inspired him as a teenager and supported him with many a wise advice in the early years of his regency. But the king felt the presence of his subjects and his entourage close behind him, and he knew that his personal feelings must not overrule his duty as a king. And so, with a heavy, heavy heart, he spoke. Storyteller, he said, you have broken with our tradition, and you know what this means. The storyteller who had risen to his feet nodded gravely, there was a silence, and the king thought and thought and thought. 
desperately searching for a way out of this inescapable situation. He thought harder than he had ever thought before, and it was so quiet that he could hear the snowflakes gently land on the frozen ground. He thought and thought and thought, and then he found a solution. Storyteller, he said, you know that you must pay this offense with your life. But since you are a treasure of this land, you may choose how you will die. The storyteller nodded once more, and it seemed to the king it was to hide the faintest trace of a smile. And then the storyteller squared his shoulders, looked the king straight in the eye and replied, Thank you, my lord king, for your generosity. In that case, I would like to die of old age. Both men smiled at each other, and this was the way it eventually came to pass. But until that happened, the king and the storyteller celebrated many, many a midwinter night together. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Red Hen's Bakery. They make everything from scratch from things grown on their farm. They plant the wheat and grow the wheat and harvest the wheat and grind the wheat and make it into bread, rolls, pastries, and more. For those who are looking for a career, help is wanted. Come pick up an application. Red Hen's Bakery, for those who want to eat the bread. This podcast is also brought to you by the generous and kind patrons of the podcast. Namely, their support pays for the podcast hosting, the website, outreach, and guest hosting. The generous patrons of this podcast are Colleen Jane, Colleen May, Deborah Crabb, Eden Elizabeth, Harvey Halbrun, Ingrid Nixon, Isabel Hauser, Jean-Paul Druk, Laura Deal, Laura Packer, Liz Weir, Megan Hicks, Nora Dooley, Pam Farrow, Robbie Knight, Sarah Burnett, Shiloh, Storyteller Caleb, and Transformational Storytelling. The newest patron of the podcast is Summer Cox. Now, rumor has it that Summer's eyes change color when she's happy. She can sing to the birds and they understand her. And she's a patron of the arts. If you've been thinking about supporting the podcast in the season of giving, please do. I would be deeply grateful. There are patron rewards and they will be expanding this next year. So it's a good time to become a patron for as little as $4 a month. You can find links at storystorypodcast.com or go straight to patreon.com forward slash storystorypodcast. While I may be the producer, the people who make this podcast possible are the storytellers. There have been over 100 unique storytellers on this podcast, some as far away as Australia and as near as just down the road from me in Colorado. I want to honor their work. 
The craft and creation takes hour after hour of dedication, loving attention to characters, the stories, the magic they create it and offer it on this podcast, which is why I want you to know their names. Find your favorites. Go listen to their stories. Reach out and let them know you've heard their work and it has made you feel something. They are the kindest people I've ever met, and your appreciation does matter. You can find their bios and website links on the podcast webpage. So if you make a resolution this year, make one to thank a storyteller. The second teller, and last for the year, is for those young and old who believe. This is Santa Claus, Papa Noel, Saint Nick himself telling the Christmas Spider. Oh my goodness, did Rachel Ann leave her sound system set up? (laughs) Well, Rachel Ann, since you left your microphone here, Santa's going to record just a little story for you. This is a story called The Christmas Spider. It's from the Ukraine. A long time ago, there was a mother who had two children, and they lived in the tiniest little hut away from the city, and it was a ramshackle little thing with dirt floors and the wind whistling in through the nooks and the crannies. She was very poor, and they had a hard time getting by, and this is before Santa came visiting into that area. Well, one spring, the two children noticed something growing out of the floor. Mama, Mama, look! It's a little tree! And the mother said, hmm, we can't have that growing in the house. And she, she went to cut it down. The children said, no, mama, please, please leave it. <sighs> okay, fine. And don't you know that after a little while, that tree grew and grew and grew until around Christmas time, it was the perfect little Christmas tree. And the children were so happy that they had their very own Christmas tree in the house. Ho, ho, ho. But they were still very poor, and they went to bed hungry often. Christmas Eve, the children pointed to the tree and said, Mama, Mama, look! And on the tree was a spider. And that spider was moving back and forth across the branches and leaving a beautiful web pattern back and forth. It was decorating the tree. And the children said, Oh my, Mama, look, it's decorating the tree! Now, the mother did not care for spiders. She was going to go get the broom. And the children said, please, Mama, it's decorating the tree for us. Can we keep it, please, just tonight? Okay, fine, she said, Spider. You get a reprieve on Christmas Eve. And with that, she put the broom away, and they all went to bed. And the wind whistled and howled. The next morning, the Mama got up first, and she went over to heat up some water and get the fire going. And she noticed how the light was coming through their little window and lighting up the tree, and it made all the webs on the tree look like silver and gold. And the children got up and said, Mama, Mama, look, the tree, it looks like it's covered in silver and gold. But then the light moved, and when she came back to look at the tree, they still looked like silver and gold. She went over and checked, and sure enough, the threads, the web had turned to golden and silver threads. And she picked them up and they were so fine and so beautiful. Oh, she knew what this was worth. In those days, this thread was very hard to make and it would go to decorate the robes of a king or a bishop. And she said, oh my. And so she gathered up the silver and gold thread and she went to the market and sold it. And you know, that family was never hungry again. 
Now, they did fix up their house, but did they cut down that tree? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, they kept that tree, and it was said for several years afterwards, on Christmas Eve, the spider would show up and decorate that tree with beautiful silver and gold webs. Um, They turned to silver and gold in the morning, of course, Christmas Day, because it was a Christmas miracle. And she would gather that silver and thread, and she would take care of her family, and she would help all the poor people in the neighborhood. Well, everybody heard about this magical Christmas spider, and they all wanted a magical Christmas spider of their own. And so they started making beautiful Christmas spiders with with little beads and, and wires and everything, and they would hide them up in the tree. And it's said by some people that if you're the first person to spot a Christmas spider, well, you have good luck for the year. I don't know about that, but I do know that Santa does like to give out the occasional Christmas spider. And I hope that everyone who is listening to the Story Story podcast is having an amazing holiday, no matter your tradition. And remember, if you are helping as a patron of the Story Story podcast, you're automatically on Santa's nice list. Ho, ho, ho! Well, I've got to go. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Isabel Hauser and Santa Claus, also known as True Thomas, on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Katie Knutson. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you've heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can write me directly at storystorypodcast at gmail.com. Head over to the website, join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and if you tune in, you'll hear more stories next year. I'm going to take a week off to organize the next round of stories and enjoy the holidays. I hope you have a wonderful turn of the year, celebrate with loved ones, and tell each other tales of magic and wonder. I'll be bringing stories again to you soon, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.